Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Soundley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a great Monday morning so far. A couple of quick announcements before we jump right in. Our Up League Network affiliate program is up and ready with our official um, intake information form. If you're interested in more information, visit the website, upstateperformanceproject.com. There's a link that will take you right to the page, give you all the information you need to know about the program. It's our monthly subscription service, $15 a month. Uh, where we train you and, and uh, you'll actually get a certificate uh, at the end, uh, a uh, really learning everything you need to know to become a coach. You know, we've taken um, taken what we've done in this podcast over the last year and a half and kind of expanded on each point that we've made, each topic that we've talked about and made it into an actual um, program that has videos and quizzes and, and other information to give you to help become better trainers and better coaches. If that's not your deal and you just like to support us because you love our content, whether that be the podcast or the YouTube channel, head on over to our Patreon page. That way you can support us uh, so we can upgrade cameras, drones, microphones, things like that to help give you a better quality product. Uh, we want to be able to travel to some of our favorite coaches and, you know, uh, meet with them and we think that would be a lot of fun so uh, if you'd like to support us go to our patreon page upstate performance project and uh, you can start at three dollars a month that gets you a free program each month um, there are different levels where we can get you a few more things a few more items for your uh, kind donation but uh, anyways head on over there check that out if you like and uh, if not just uh, share this with a friend if you find it useful and we would appreciate it all right that being said we are jumping into today's topic which uh, before I before I talk about it one of the things that we've done over the last week or so uh, the last few podcasts is I've been trying to get them down into 20 30 minutes I know I've said this a million times and then I talk for an hour but I got really good feedback by finally keeping these around 20 minutes. I just basically took one topic and I split it up, you know, over three episodes, but it, it really helped make it, help made it more digestible. And I think people were were uh, happy about that and liked that format. So I'm gonna continue to do the same. So my frequency of output might go up, um, but uh, the idea is we wanna continue giving you information to help become a better trainer. Um, and, uh, but keep these short. Um, so you can listen to them over your lunch break and that sort of thing. Okay, so today's topic, and this might end up being a two or three parter as well, but uh, we'll see where we're at. I'll, I'll try to shut her down around 20 minutes. Um, I want to talk about individuality and really being yourself, because I think a lot of a lot of times, you know, we are in such a hurry to. Um, just get started, get people in, get people um, noticing that we're doing all the, the the right trends, and we you know we fit in with everybody else, and you know we don't want to be left behind. And I think a lot of times trainers get into this rut where they feel like they have to utilize all of the newest fads, or risk you know their clients saying, well. 
I saw my friend's trainer do this, or I saw online someone do this, how come we're not doing this? And sometimes that answer of how come we're not doing this is because is because that's not a very good exercise, or that's because that's a little flashy, or the risk reward ratio is off, or um, that's not helpful for what your goals are. And, and a lot of time that goes back to educating um, your clients, right, on why you're having them do what you want to do. Hear the ambulance running by. Live right down the street from the hospital, so that's a constant. Um, probably heard it in many podcasts, actually. But but the idea is we don't want you to be you know so unique and, and make yourself so different to, just to stand out that your program isn't actually good. It's just different for the sake of being different. No, we want to make sure that what you offer is unique, but it has your voice behind it. So I'm going to give you some examples from what Chelsea and I do, and then maybe in part two, we'll go over, uh, you know, exactly how you can start constructing some of that. Or maybe I'll get to it this episode. We'll see. But Chelsea and I obviously did not invent the squat or the power clean, pushing the sled, any of the stuff that we do. Heck, we didn't even invent periodization or uh, those nine principles that we talk so much about. We may not have invented those things, but we have put our own spin on those things to make them useful for the average person. And when I say the average person, what I mean by that is our technique, our um, the way we uh, the way we do things, the way we program things is definitely has a very athletic feel in that I was a collegiate strength and conditioning coach. She was a a D1 collegiate athlete and has that, you know, experience as the athlete. I have the experience as the actual coach, the one writing the programs. And so we, we have found that that works. And there are certain things that we do and don't do or would do and wouldn't do with different populations. But for the most part, we saw really great results because a lot of them were performance-based, not necessarily just physique-based or weight loss, but at the same time, we've adapted some of those same principles in order to get the, quote, average everyday Joe uh, or Jane uh, results. Now, we're not trying to turn, you know, Mrs. Smith down the street into a, a D1 linebacker, but at the same time, a lot of those principles we know can be used to get results no matter who you are so you take a look like at a program like crossfit say they they do very well with making intensity the driving force now obviously there are some fundamental things i disagree with how they go about programming it but i do agree that intensity is the the biggest key factor and so when we talk about our success formula you've heard me say it before that short intense exercise that's kind of an umbrella term that could incorporate anything from HIIT style training to general weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, if you will. All of these different things um, fall into that, but there is a reason, a scientific reason we do that. And we've talked about that. That's not necessarily uh, the the goal of today's podcast. If you want more information on that, um, contact me. I'll tell you which episodes to go to go check out. And it explains that in detail. But the idea is we wanted to set ourselves apart in the personal training space by being known as sports performance people uh, who do train athletes. We have 
a lot of collegiate athletes. We have a lot of high school athletes transitioning into college. We've trained pro athletes. But you've heard me say this before. Although we love training the pro athletes, and we're certainly uh, more than willing to keep them going in the offseason, training pro athletes is actually quite easy because they are highly motivated and highly skilled uh, individuals. So getting them to do what you want to do is, is not hard, and so you just have to write, obviously pick the right thing. Well, training the average everyday person to train like that with that intensity, even though they know they're not going to be taking the field, you know, making the big tackle, is a much harder job. So, you, so we have built a system to, to uh, um, not convince, that's not the right word, but to show people how training this way will actually help them. Now, obviously, like I said, there's different things that we would do with a with a linebacker than we do with Mrs. Smith from down the street, but it can be done and safely, and that's the key. So that's where I think Chelsea and I have really set ourselves apart. We took the time to think about what is missing in the personal training space. We have um, we have really, I'll, I'll say it, we've been disappointed um, in, the, in the hiring process. It has been way harder than we thought to find good quality help. And you know, everyone says that, but we were confident that we would find the right people and we just haven't yet. We found some really good ones and they've moved on, right? They, they, they either go to open their own place or they've gotten some good experience and they move on to, you know, a head coach position at a, at a college or something like that. And that's great. You know, that we take that as, as, as a good success because we have, you know, helped grow them and you know foster that and we're very proud of that but when we get just a lot of uh applicants for jobs which we get a few each month that we go through a lot of them are very nice people and, and are great motivators and and we can mold that uh but then when we try to explain our system it doesn't fit with what they learned in the book and sometimes can be confusing or sometimes they don't quite understand it and so it's it's that's where this whole um, podcast came from. That's where the whole idea came from, coaching the coach or training the trainer, if you want to call it that too. Uh, but the idea was we knew we had people that had this, the basic skills in terms of you know, how to program for hypertrophy or, or, or strength or power or whatever, but needed a little bit more um, uh, time to see how those things played out. In other words, Doing it straight from what the what the book tells you, it, it will work and it could be effective, but you're gonna run into a lot of other things and there's a lot of other ways to get it done and we just have our own unique way. And our way gets the results that we want to get. You know, if our, if our clients come in here and they say, I wanna be in a beauty pageant, yeah, I could. We could slim them down. We could. We could do some things like that, and we could maybe even do some more bodybuilding style things. But that may ultimately not be a client that fits well in our in our plan. And it's not to say that we wouldn't help them or we wouldn't try to help them. But if they wanted help with posing and they wanted help with, you know, all of these different things, there are other gyms out there. There are other trainers out there that do that better than we would. Conversely, there are people out there that you know will go to another trainer and say, hey, my my you know 15-year-old son is a football player and wants to you know make varsity next year as a as a sophomore. Um, can you help him get bigger, faster, and stronger? And you know, then all they are doing is 
you know, some ladder drills, agility drills, and, you know, nothing, you know, because that's, quote, sport-specific, right? Whereas we will, we can kind of dive into that a little bit deeper just due, just due to the experience. That's really all. We don't necessarily know anything um, that no one else has learned, but we're using that um, collegiate experience, that, that pro strength and conditioning experience to put with our um, our clients. And some of which are athletes, some of which are everyday gym goers that just want to be more athletic. They want to look athletic, they want to feel athletic. So that's what we're doing, right? We, we want to train them that way. And that is what has set us apart. So when we start getting word of mouth, when people come to us, they come to us with that expectation. They come to us knowing that that's kind of our style and that's kind of our setup. And that's what draws them to it. Whether they were a former athlete and they, they remember how they trained and they liked it, or they just like, well, that sounds more, it sounds better than you know getting on a machine and doing three sets of 10 curls, three sets of 10 presses. Again, not knocking that, just saying that that's a different style. And that's okay. It's, it's a valid style. It's just not our style. And so going back to my original point, finding your own voice, finding what works for you and what you like, that's where you need to spend most of your time. You've heard me say this before. You know, high tide raises all ships. Heck, that's even in the literature for our um, uh, our new Up League affiliate program. Because we know that there's a lot of people out there. Heck, in the Greenville upstate area, there's several hundred thousand people in the upstate. You know, there's 60, 70, 80,000 people in Greenville proper. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of gyms, yes, and everyone can be served. There's there's something for everybody. And so trying to differentiate differentiate yourself is is going to be critical. And if you have a product that is different but effective, um that's going to set you apart. And that's how you can compete, but don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to do things your own way or do things that you like to do. Train the way, train people the way you want to train them because you're going to have to do this day in and day out. And if you start doing something you don't like, it's going to be really hard. What I've seen, and I'm going to, I'm, this may sound like I'm knocking, you know, group fitness classes, and I'm certainly not, but I do know a lot of trainers that have gone and gotten jobs at, you know, um, franchised gyms, you know, Circuit Express gyms, things like that, because they needed a job and it paid and that was fine. But they didn't love it. That's not the way they would want to train themselves. That's not the way they would really want to train the individuals given the chance. That's just what the job was. And that's okay. And sometimes you have to take those jobs. But if you want to branch out and make a name for yourself, you've got to find your own voice. And like I said, when Chelsea and I were at the Y, we were both in management positions um, she started out as a, as well, actually she started out as a floor employee, floor staff, moved up to uh, wellness coach, personal trainer, and then eventually wellness specialist, which is uh, the full-time wellness employee managing uh, all the staff and the personal trainers. Um, I was a director uh, and we both missed the hands-on piece. You know, when we got out of it and got into the upper management, it was great, um, but we miss being in the trenches with the athletes, with the with the uh, people, and then athletes specifically. There were certain ways we wanted to train, and 
Unfortunately, a lot of the equipment that we did was, was tied up with either the CrossFit classes, which were great and they were very well attended, or we just didn't have it to begin with. So um, we missed some of that stuff and we, that's what we thought was missing in Greenville from the personal training space. And we did our research, we looked around, there were similar gyms that were doing similar things, but it was again, more group focused and again, we're we're much more one-on-one. -on -one. We do have a couple group classes, but we we live most of our time in that one-on-one -on -one space, and that's what we love. So I I would encourage you guys to get out there and seek something that you um, really love to do. If there's a style that you like to do, explore that. Start doing that with some of your clients. Even if you're working at a a, a, a another gym you know maybe not the space you want to end up maybe you want to open your own space but you're at you know a 24-hour fitness or a goals gym right now great start doing your own thing make yourself different than the other trainers that are there it may seem easy but i know we all fall prey to trying to keep up with the joneses and doing all of the trendy things and i'll go back to the example i've said a thousand times uh, in fact, one, one of our old trainers here, Tony, he used to give me grief about it cause he knew that I wasn't a huge fan of the hip thrust, um, with the, with the barbell across the hips. And I, I definitely use it. I definitely use it with a lot of my clients. Uh, I think it's a good lift. It's been shown to really activate the glutes. And I, I think it's a good lift. I think it got a lot of press maybe deservedly so but i i also found there were other ways to to um to train depending on what the goal was so i didn't find it all that useful for every single one of my clients there were some of my clients that had trouble activating the glutes whether it be squatting or whatever and yeah then i would use it but my point is when it became a very popular lift a few years ago um, I mean, it's been around for, for a long time, but when it started to rise in popularity, everyone was doing it. And if you didn't include hip thrust in your program, then you were just left behind. And again, questions could come up. Pete, why aren't you using the hip thrust? I'm not going to say, well, I don't like it. It's a terrible lift. That's not true. It's I will use it when I want to use it, when I feel it's going to be the right lift at the right time for the right client, just like anything, right? So... I didn't go with the trend just to throw it in there. Um, I picked it when it was needed. So I think that's what you have to be confident to do. And you have to have reasons for that. So that's going to be the first step. And then I'm going to leave you here because I got one minute to go, right? I'm trying to keep these at 20 minutes. The first step is figure out what it is that you love to do, how you really want to train your athletes. What is it? And maybe you're a generalist. Maybe you like to do whatever, a little bit of everything, and that's great. But find out and do a little bit of research on the how to or the whys, we should say. Why is this a good way to train? Why is it good to maybe not incorporate these trendy lifts right away? Or when is it important? So that you have answers. So when you're explaining your style to someone, you can pepper those in to, get, to give yourself a, a little bit more depth and breadth of knowledge Oh yeah, no, no, those those lifts are great. We're gonna do those at this certain time. At this time, we need to do this because maybe you don't want to do some of those things. Just like you know, uh, there might be something like, uh, let's say, 
uh, you know, uh, Olympic lifts for a lot of reps. A lot of old school weightlifting guys like myself don't love that. But again, there's a time and a place for it. If you're using it as a conditioning tool, fine. If you're using it to get better at clean and jerks, again, maybe not. Maybe, maybe for some volume work at, at, at a particular time in your training, but there's a time and a place is what I'm getting at. So you have to be understanding of that and you have to be okay explaining that. So your first bit of homework is find out what you love, find out why you wanna train people that way, and then start researching as to give yourself a little bit of uh, background knowledge so that you can tell people, uh, this is why I do it this way, and here are some examples. All right, so we're gonna pick that up next time, part two. I'm gonna give you guys some, some more exercises, uh, mental exercises to do to become uh, an individual, to stand out in the crowd among personal trainers. Now that being said, if you're not a personal trainer and you're listening to this, some of these things that are gonna be in the next episode are going to be very, very helpful as well in just separating yourself uh, in your career, not just with personal training, okay? So stay tuned for that part two, and I'll see you later this week.